hey guys, I don't want to disappoint anybody, but Ramon was on the road and he's traveling and he just checked in 15 minutes ago and said he's not going to be able to make it. And I was like, how about if I just do it? And he goes, yeah, I'd be okay with that. You know, Moan, he's pretty amenable. So everything still works the same way. If you've got, if you've got, uh, you know, questions, comments, criticisms, um, I'll even take your hey moans. I mean, I won't answer them for him, but I can look at the question that comes after that. Uh, check us out on YouTube Live and on Facebook, and that's where you can leave the comments. Otherwise, you know, let's just uh, let's get this thing going on as if the big man were here with us. Oh, I see. I see. So anyway, so we have, uh, oh boy, <laughs> Justin starts us off in style by saying, do you travel with a suitcase of Turner's tea? Um, they're not a sponsor, first of all, to throw that out there. They were a long time ago, like eight years ago. Uh, but the answer is yes. You should have seen uh, my refrigerator filled with Turner's that I took on the last Penguins road trip. Give me one second here, guys. I just realized that my microphone isn't on the way that it needs to be. And I think I know where to find that. One second. Here it is. You'll see everything a whole lot better after this. There. How's that? Like FM quality sound. Pretty neat, huh? Robert wants to know what my favorite interview was of all time. Um, Mario Lemieux, when he was coming back out of retirement, um, my wife and I were the only two people over there. She just came to to hang and to help out if needed. And I was... Uh, I was blessed to be out there when he was training to come back with Jay Caulfield. Uh, members of his family were there, his father. Uh, it was ice cold. He was skating around in a tassel cap, and it was just me and him afterward, right before the big moment, the big return against the Maple Leafs. I will never, ever, ever forget it. Uh, GB says, uh, hey, DK, yeah, I'm not going to lean my head back on those. I'm not that important. What are your top five favorite Steelers? of all time favorite remember is different than the best okay so i'm gonna if i go back to my earliest childhood uh as much as i have memories of the guys from the 70s one of them was me and joe green another one and this is why i separated the two between favorite and best was jt thomas who actually lived on my street and i delivered newspapers to him uh, true story for those of you who remember jt he was a member of the secondary uh from there i'd have to go with troy uh, I'm going to get into a Brett Kiesel, and am I allowed to skip Moan? I mean, he's not on the show, right? He can't be mad at me. No, no, I, I'm not skipping Moan. Uh, I'm going to take out of this group. I'm going to take Vince Williams. Just a just a fascinating, fascinating individual, as you guys got to see for yourself when he was on as Moan's guest a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dark Donnie says, Hey, DK, what year of the Steelers did you enjoy covering the most? Not necessarily a winning year. Uh, that's the London year, for sure. I felt like with that 0-4 start, and the fourth loss was to the Vikings over at Wembley Stadium, that I got to see a lot of these players, Ben, Troy, James Harrison, uh, 
show their humanity in a way that they hadn't before because they'd never failed at anything, some of them in life. And I felt like that was just a, an, an, uh, a really invigorating exercise to learn more about them. And then from there, to watch them go from two and six to six and two and finish the season eight and eight and somehow almost get into the playoffs here. Dwayne says, did the Steelers just hire Matt Canada's replacement? They might have. They might have. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Steelers did get that offensive special assistant that everybody had been talking about uh, and everybody had been clamoring for, I should say, in Glenn Thomas. Um, he is an assistant coach. Let me be clear about that. There's a difference between an offensive assistant. So I just misspoke and an assistant coach. Offensive assistant is somebody who's kind of a quality control person who just, they help out. Okay. They do tasks that the coordinator or the assistant coach needs done. That's not who this is. Uh, Thomas has been in the NFL for seven seasons, four of those as an offensive assistant. See, there it is again for the Falcons from 2008 to 11. Then three is the quarterback's coach, which is another nice variable to have in your coordinator. And he also worked with Matt Ryan through some of his best seasons down there. And, you know, he's even got a little bit of a history with Kenny Pickett, being that he coached with Temple. He recruited Kenny out of high school. Uh, Kenny had committed at one point as a three-star prospect to play at Temple. So, yeah, yeah, there's something like that. GB says, hell yeah, to something. I have no idea to what. Brian says it's sprung in Syracuse, New York. Auntie, who I'm told by Ramon is everyone's auntie, not just his, says, hey, DK. Dwayne says, thanks for announcing me here. Uh Drew says, I love all the knowledge of you and, and your in-person experience that you have with the players and coaches. How did it get started? Dude, I've been at this for a while. I don't know if you just picked up on the YouTube channel or not. Uh, I've, I went to Duquesne, uh, never finished it, but I went to Duquesne, got started right out of high school. I was one less than a year out of high school. I started working at the Post-Gazette, just menial stuff, answering phones, doing some high school football articles and stuff like that. And by the mid-90s, I was out covering Penguins and Steelers uh, for the newspaper. Uh, and then in the mid-2000s, started covering the Pirates. That was my first real full-time beat at the PG. And then from there, man, you know, this thing, meaning DK Pittsburgh Sports, started nine years ago. This is, this is what I do. I just I cover all the teams. Uh, Chad wants to know my thoughts on the first-round pick. <sighs> Here's what I got. If there is a target that the Steelers have who's ahead of 17 and they are convinced that there is a path concretely to get this individual, meaning you don't go up on a prayer, you don't go up thinking, well, if we get to 15, somebody else could still take this guy at 14, I don't think you'll see them do it. But I believe in the quality of the cornerbacks in this draft and I believe in a couple of the D linemen in this draft and we have seen the Steelers get aggressive in the past it hasn't always worked hasn't always panned out sure did with Troy sure didn't with Devin Bush for a variety of reasons but they don't sound timid about it at all and in that event man anything's 
up there. Bill wants to know the next Pittsburgh team to win a championship. It's always sexy to say like some crazy thing off the wall or whatever. And I could say the Pirates because they're off to a really good start. But in a non-salary cap environment, it takes it just takes everything to go right. And I I don't know that they've got that. Uh, the Penguins obviously are heading in the wrong direction. So my answer here is going to sound like I'm pandering to a football crowd, but I, I, I would say that it's the Steelers, and I would say that it would have to be the Steelers sooner rather than later. Why? Because Kenny is still on his rookie contract. That's when you can still spend money on other players. JM says, is it hard to overlook off-field legal trouble and shenanigans when reflecting on the Steelers legends, or do you completely separate their personal life from their gameplay? You got to get back to me with who it is who you're talking about. I, I don't like lumping every case together because some people will even throw Martavis Bryant into that. All Martavis did to get himself out of the league was something that everybody's doing now and it's legal, right? So do I make Martavis out to be a criminal or do I put him in the same category as someone who committed, I don't know, domestic abuse or something like that? I I have no idea here. Uh, Dwayne wants to know, do you have any worst game ever story? Uh, If you mean, if you're asking me what was the worst game I ever covered or the worst game story I'd ever written, I'm afraid that they'd both have the same answer and don't ever overthink that one. It was the night in Cincinnati when Ryan Shazier was hurt. And I hope it's always that one. I no, I would never just the whole thing. Um, yeah, don't, don't bring those up. Uh, Polly says, uh, Hey DK, are there any rules or regulations about reporters being around the practice facilities during the off season? I'm reading this reporter and that reporter. Say, yeah, you're not allowed there. <laughs> you're just not. Um, I actually, just before we got on, was on the phone with someone from the Steelers discussing plans for the next time we are at the facility. That's actually why I was a minute or two late. So, no, you're not allowed there. I I don't know who would be saying that they are. Uh, 007 says, do you think Cam Sutton should have been offered more money? No. No, I do think that there is a cutoff point that you have to have. But you can't just say, well, we value this player so much or we need this position so much. The Steelers were not and should not have gone to three years and $39 million, okay? Cam is a good player. Cam is not Javon Hargrave. And the reason I bring up Javon is that's exactly the dollar figure that Javon got from the Eagles. Did you know that? It was 3 and 39 And the Steelers could have paid that, maybe. They were a lot tighter against the cap uh, at the time here. Uh, Bert says, hey, DK, your office space looks like a tattoo parlor. I have no idea what you're talking about. The place is actually like first class, dude. Look at this. Look at all that. First class merch, reasonably priced, I might add, right here on 224 Fifth Avenue. Not that I would, whatever, look down on a tattoo parlor. I don't even know what that means. Jim says, hey, DK, how did you and Moan get close enough to have this great show in this special rapport? I never take credit for the rapport with Ramon because everyone has that with him. Uh, That is his personality. He's magnetic. And then once he brings you in, he is legitimately interested in what you have to say. Uh, It can be someone right off the street. You know, Uh, he'll embrace you as if he's known you all his life. That's, That's just him. That is not unique to me in any way. 
Uh, how did we end up with his show? That's that's a whole lot simpler. He was constantly asking me about this business, about DK Pittsburgh Sports, about breaking off on my own away from newspapers and starting this whole media company. And I would just say back to him all the time, in a, you know how you half joke sometimes, but you, the other half isn't a joke? And I would say, Moan, someday, man, you're going to come work with us. Someday, you're going to come work with us. I'm telling you. And I waited two, three months after he retired, because, you know, there's a time there's that, you know, you have to wind down. You got to make sure you're done playing. You got to make sure he's not getting an assistant coaching job or something like that. And I called him up and I said, you still interested? And he goes, you serious? And uh, that's where it went. Daniel Pike says, do you see Forbes as a reasonable replacement for Sutton? Similar. He's not the replacement for Sutton. Patrick Peterson is. Uh, Peterson is a guy who's going to be able to come in and play that position at a high level and maybe give you things in a way that Sutton couldn't, judging by Mike Tomlin's remarks on Peterson, which have been very passionate uh, as it's related to how he moves about the field. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? Because I'm not talking about the nickel position because we saw Cam could bounce in uh, – bounce in and out all the time, okay, meaning between slot corner and outside corner, and he did it quite well. He's talking about Peterson being involved in some kind of safety capacity or something like that. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's going to be one of those things you circle with a big, big yellow highlighter once camp starts. When we come back, more of your – we can call them hay moans, right? Yeah, we'll do that. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And we're back on Jeremy voice crack. See, if I had Moan here, I'd have somebody to like totally make fun of that and the fact that the back of my hair was just sticking up there. That's that's the real reason that I miss Moan today because I need somebody giving me grief. But to do it in his in his loving, friendly way. Uh, the other thing that Ramon would remind me to do, and he'd send a little text, he'd do the get-go read, do the get-go read. So I'm going to do that now. At get-go, quality is at the core of every menu item. Our three expert chefs, one, two, three of them, uh, fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. Uh, Brian says, uh, hey, DK, is Tomlin very high on Pat Peterson because he'll help develop the next cornerback draft pick? Don't These guys, they'll say they want to be mentors, and they can even become mentors. But one thing I've learned in, in, in my capacity over the years is I try to be a lot more respectful of them than to walk up to them and say, hey, so do you think you're going to be Joey Porter Jr.'s mentor? Because what they hear with big subtitles across the bottom of your words are, oh, you think I'm washed up and can't contribute anything to the team. Do you see what I'm saying here? And that's not something that, that anybody uh, would want here. Uh, Chad wants to know how much for the PNC Park or the Heinz Field pictures. What's the answer to that? How much are the, the steel 
the steel paintings back there, or the steel uh, pictures that Carla just brought in. The big one is 250. It actually says Heinz Field, too. So it's a little bit of a collector's item. Uh, those are actually on metal and they hang with a single nail. So you never even have to frame them. They're done by local photographer Carla Cardello, who brings her stuff down here. She's absolutely fantastic. A, a great eye for our city. We're happy to have her here. Joe says, hey, DK, Pittsburgh Steelers signed a huge piece of the offense, adding Glenn Thomas. Any take on Glenn? Look at everybody so excited about this guy. In the past years, you could mention a new assistant coach for the offense, and nobody would even recognize it. But according to Joe, Glenn Thomas is a huge piece to the offense. Say what you want to say, Glenn. or Joe, I mean, say what you want to say. Say you want Canada fired. I like it when people just say what they want. To say, David says, hi from Mexico City in an 87-degree weather. Hey, David, hi from Pittsburgh in 80-degree weather. It's really, really warm out there. Here, I'm going to show you something. We have both of our doors wide open to Fifth Avenue, just letting that nice warm air here. We've even got our air conditioning on today. Uh, Dr. Shadow says, do you know anything about Charlie Burley? I do not. Matt says... Go to Matt here. Oh, he bounced all the way up on this screen here. Hey, DK, what was your most uncomfortable, scariest interview given? <sighs> What's a good way to say that I don't really experience that? I mean, I've been doing this a really, really long time. And I've had athletes yell at me and freak on me and jump up and down and uh, one guy from the Pirates screaming at me to get out of the clubhouse, get out of the clubhouse. And there's nothing anybody can do. You're asking questions about sports, you know. There's, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. If James Harrison goes, whatever, although I never had an issue with Debo, uh, you know, th there's not really – there's not a problem. I mean, I, maybe there – I just don't have that. You guys have seen some of the questions that I've asked. Right. And you've seen the way I've questioned the head coach and he's supposed to be super intimidating and scary. It's just, we're just asking questions about football. It's not a big deal. Vic says, uh, Hey DK, is there any way we draft a first round defensive tackle? Ooh, I hope so. I sure hope so. Why wouldn't there be one? Ronaldo wants to know where we can buy the merch. Now everybody's interested in the shop. Now, ever since the one dude called it a tattoo parlor, now everybody wants stuff here. Ronaldo. Yes. You can go to DKPittsburghSports.com. Go to the menu, and you'll see a thing that says shop online. I think that's what it says. Let me find the exact wording. You go there. Yeah. Oh, shop online, actually. And it's a all of our merch, the DK Pittsburgh sports stuff, um, is, is available there. David says, uh, hey, DK, I played in a, a teacher slash Steelers game, and Debo was there. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, David is referring to basketball here, which is why David is still alive. Debo looks like that when he's playing against your science teacher, and I stayed on the other side of the court. Don't get me wrong. He is not somebody I'd want to encounter either on a football field or in some dark suburban alley. Albie Quirky says, hey, DK, what kind of impact do you see the new offensive assistant coach making? Immediately, Al, the immediate impact that Glenn Thomas is going to have is advising the person carving his statue because that's how beloved he already is in our community. 
We just love Glenn Thomas. We are the, the whole show should be about Glenn Thomas. Uh, Brian says, hey, DK, what's the most requested tattoo in your shop? I like this. We actually start offering, you know, those little Cracker Jack tattoos. We have Kenny Pickett socks here, by the way. And if you've never been in here, that means you don't own Kenny Pickett socks. They're right up front by the window. Carl says, I'm currently on a Viking Danube cruise in Passau, Germany. I'd say it's cold and sometimes snows, but I live in Florida these days. Well, Carl, first of all, congratulations on not being in Florida. That in and of itself is a vacation. I don't know what a Viking Danube cruise consists of, but I... Oh, my wife, who's actually from that part of the universe, says it's the name of a cruise company. Viking is the name of... That's why we have her here. Uh... Cody says, hey, Glenn Thomas, what do you think of TK? I don't know, man. I just Let's wait till he gets the statue done, okay, before we take this too far. Blake says, should Dan Rooney get his own statue? I feel he is massively underappreciated. Thanks. Blake, I'm going to offer this as much as – oh, no, Blake, you didn't. Just come back at me with the Danube as a river. You didn't do that. I was about to answer your question. Now you come at me with the Danube as a river. All right, I'll do it. Should Dan Rooney get his own statue? Um, respectfully, in whatever order you were to do this sort of thing, there is no real good reason why Mean Joe Green doesn't have one. Okay? Um, the Steelers started that process. They can't just say, well, we don't do statues because they have one of the chief. Mean Joe Green should get the next. And then if I were to do another one after that, it would be of the legendary Chuck Knoll, who was more responsible for everything that you're seeing over the years to this day than anyone else associated with the Steelers, including Mr. Green. There is only Chuck Knoll when it comes to the very, very, very top tier of what it means to be a Steeler. Uh, Sean says maybe Big Ben should get one. Yeah, Ben, ben will be down the line, and he would probably tell you that uh, himself here. Uh, Bill wants to know what the plant on the shelf costs. Is that even – is the plant real? Oh, my God, you're falling for everything. I am falling for everything. No. I'm willing to sell this plant to Bill. Bill, come on in, and we'll discuss it. Let's do that, all right? Uh, David says AB is singing, isn't he? Singing or signing? Which one are you are you trying to say there? <laughs> I actually don't know. Uh, Brian says, hey, DK, when you upgrade your microphone, will you sell this one with your autograph on it? What's wrong with his mic? What's wrong with this mic? Does this sound good? Yeah. This thing is, no, look, this is, this is like a really super expensive mic with a boom and everything. Man, this show is falling apart without moan. We need Moan back in the worst way. He's going to get all happy when he sees this. Like, You're just getting bullied by all the listeners. Yeah, I am getting bullied. She's right. James says Chuck Knoll is the emperor after all. Uh, 007, what do you know about Gerald Alexander, the assistant DB's coach? What I know is that he is not Glenn Thomas, the assistant offensive coach, who is the greatest coach who ever lived. Jim wants to know how much are the Glenn Thomas T-shirts. We're getting them printed now, pal. Glenn Thomas. The new emperor. Can you guys send something serious? What are we doing here? Aaron says, are you pleased with how the new regime seems to have taken a different approach? And what surprises do you expect to see on draft night? 
I, I hear people like you, Aaron, bringing up some different approach. I'm not seeing it with my own eyes. Okay. Um, what's been different? They signed a lot of free agents last season. They signed a lot of free agents this season. And unless it's off by a, a player or two, it's almost exactly the same number and the same amount of money. Uh, in fact, if you go back to last year, the thing that really jumped out was that in the first handful of days, they picked up, remember, James Daniels, Mason Cole. They spent tens of millions of dollars on addressing the offensive line. You didn't really have a similar situation this year. The Steelers have spent a lot of money, but I just don't see it as a departure uh, from anything that they've done. Uh Jay Lokes says, hey, DK, will you actually watch the entire draft or just tune in for the Steelers? Neither. I'll be over at the Steelers headquarters covering the draft, which involves, you know, paying attention to it. But that, that's the way that works for anybody who doesn't know. In fact, that was one of the reasons I got the call from over there was to see if any of us were going to Las Vegas, which there's really not much benefit to it from the media standpoint, meaning where you see the main event. Because we don't even know that at number 17 that the Steelers' pick will be in the green room. I know you guys are hoping it's somebody in the green room, but we don't know that. Uh, and that player gets flown to Pittsburgh the very next morning anyway. You see what I'm saying? So all of that happens. All 32 teams conduct the draft from their own headquarters. It's not like what we've seen, for example, of the NHL draft where everyone's sitting in one arena at the table. Um, it's, it's, it's all done very remotely here. Uh, Danny from Toledo says, uh, thanks for providing the platform. Please tell us you'll have it up and available during the season so we can vent about Matt Canada. It's going to be here regardless. That's the best answer and fairest answer I can give. Uh, Manuel wants to know, uh, when you and Mrs. K are going to do a show together, it must be very interesting asking her. It would be very interesting asking her questions too. Here, come on over here and tell him yourself. Here, this this kind of you, you don't you don't want him on. I'll just do it alone so you can ask me anything, really. Yeah, see, she brought the or somebody brought this up with with having her on and then having Ramon's wife Keisha on. That'd and, be fun. And then because they would just trash us, and Moan was like, you "Well, that be trashing you would just sure it would." And then <laughs> so so Moan was like, "That's the reason it's not going to happen." Uh. Dwayne says, when are they going to let the Steelers play in London? You mean They did in 2013. If you mean again, the next game that the Steelers play outside the country will be in Mexico City. Take that to the bank. And Mexico City, by the way, has earned it. That is a country that has supported this team like no other outside of, of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Keith says uh, that Ramon and I rock. Yeah, but then what's that say about this show since he's not here? Uh, what else we got here? Captain Spartan wants to know how DK Pittsburgh Sports started. It's kind of a long story, but here comes a uh, – yeah, she pointed out that I'm not getting many likes here either. You guys want well, – we can just end this. You know, we can just end this. We can just not do it. Or you can just leave a whole bunch of likes, right? We can do that too. Uh, Sergio wants to know if I'd go to that game if it's in Mexico. Easy answer to that one. I am at every Steelers game everywhere that they play. Always, always, always. I don't miss them. It uh, doesn't matter where it is. And that's been true for 20 years, something like that here. Damon says that the Joe Green Steelers commercial 
But the Joe Green commercial, Coca-Cola commercial, turned him into a Steelers fan. Uh, that's probably true of a lot of people. In fact, since I mentioned the people from Mexico, most of them have never been to Pittsburgh, and they will tell you that. One thing that's really cool about having this place that we do downtown is that when they come into Pittsburgh, they stay in hotels downtown, and they come to see us, and it's so cool. And they, they're so happy to be here, and they talk about how beautiful the city is, and sometimes it's really nice to hear that from people who come in and haven't seen it before because we are such a cynical lot here and we hate everything and we get so down on ourselves and down on this and that and it's nice to hear sometimes from the outside slow-mo says i know the team hates the idea of participating in hbo's hard knocks are they a candidate this year doesn't matter they'll never ever 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 do it it won't matter they could threaten them with fines loss of draft picks uh whatever it is here tyler wants to know where the big orange guy is who does the sec promos <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you came in late today and you're disappointed to not see Moan, he told us yesterday he would have to be traveling. He was going to try to find something, some way to hook up, wasn't able to pull it off. And rather than do one of those sketchy internet type things, I was like, you know what? I'll just deal with it and disappoint the masses uh, myself. Ed says, hey, this is my first live show. I just caught it. I love it. We, we like having you, Ed Kizelovich. Just so you didn't, just in case you didn't have anybody pronounce your name exactly right in a while, that's exactly how that name uh, is pronounced. Let's see what I might have skipped up here up the top. Sometimes a bunch of comments come in or questions come in early. Uh, Chad wants to know if I would lean more toward tackle or center early on in the draft. I don't want a center. I'm not interested. I mean, if that player can play center, if they can, you know, they can bounce around or whatever you always value flexibility but you value flexibility in the context that the player might not be good enough to start so i wouldn't even be thinking um about a center at this point here uh, matt says a thoughts on why the steelers haven't signed bud dupree yet i first of all will tell you that bud is in total radio silence mode uh he is answering no calls, no texts, no nothing other than the one that he sent to Moan last week that just did this with the finger up to his lips. Uh, I am guessing that there were some kind of questions related to the health, but I don't know that. It also could be, you know, that Bud would have uh, some kind of different interpretation of how much he'd play versus what the Steelers vision of that would be if they see him as being like the Anthony Chicolo guy who rotates in for 15 to 20 snaps per game. I could see where Bud at age 30 would be like, really? I mean, I'm, I can still play. Whereas if he would see it as more of a, a true rotation, maybe between him and Highsmith and TJ obviously plays uh, at every opportunity, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a, of a different scenario. Brian says, what should our base personnel be on offense? Well, remember that there's a difference with the base that they start out the game with because you're sending different signals out to the other team. Uh, I would say that you would be looking at this team as having a, a, a standard three wide receiver set. Uh, you would see lots of different packages. You would see a heavy package. You would see a heavy package in which they could throw the ball. And I think that's one of the nice things of having Zach Gentry back. I know he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's good for a catch a game. 
And if you get the other team in just the right moment and they look like they're doing something to shut down uh, Pat Fryermuth, you can use Gentry as a target. We have seen Canada use him uh, for sure. Daniel says, what are the chances of Nate Herbig starting on the offensive line? I don't want to see him start. I love having the depth. I love Mike Tomlin's statement after that, that the Steelers will never get through another season in which all five of their offensive line guys play every game. That was actually extraordinary. And in three of those cases, hang on, two of them, uh, Dotson and Daniels never missed a snap. Uh, and Chooksakorafor missed one. That's unbelievable. There was no rotation going on. There was a, these guys just played the whole way. And to their credit, other than Cole would got Cole got banged up. Remember, he was limping around on that ankle a lot. Now Dotson, man, I mean, he played through some significant pain, which I really hope people will give him the benefit of the doubt on uh, as it as it applies to his future. Do not be writing off Kevin Dotson. I put that in, in skywriting letters. Don says, do you know specifically what happened on the Richard Mendenhall fumble in the Super Bowl? Where did the breakdown occur? He dropped the ball, man. He dropped the ball. You can't fumble there. You can't fumble in that situation. I'm sorry. And there's nobody in the football world other than maybe Richard, if you've seen some of his recent tweets about this, because he still bites back when people bring it up. You know, my advice, no, no offense, Don, my advice to people who cling to stuff like that is to count the Super Bowls. And then from there, count the Super Bowls in the rest of the division. Okay. Consider yourself blessed for all the things, the little things like that, that went the Steelers way. Okay, think about Ben making that tackle in Indianapolis and think about how easy it would have been for that to be the memory that you brought up. And we would have talked about Jerome Bettis in that same context that you just brought up Richard as he would have always been the guy who fumbled. Does he get into the Hall of Fame if Ben doesn't make that tackle? Is that a fair question? I'm not being mean here. Does Jerome get into the Hall of Fame if Ben doesn't make that tackle, we're going to take a couple more today here. Blake, who pointed out to me earlier that the Danube is a river and thus doesn't get this question on. No, we're, we're kicking Blake off the show here. Boomer says that would have hurt because the bus was that guy. Right, he was. And mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. And that was a monster mistake. That was an epic mistake. Jerome had one job, not just on that play. Jerome had one job that whole season, and it was to be the one-yard line guy. Do you remember that? Willie would do all the, the running down the whole field, and he'd move the ball, and Ben would throw to everybody, and then all the bus had to do was to come on for that final yard. Rodrigo's in Mexico right now. He's watching from there, and he hopes the Steelers will come to play here soon. They will, Rodrigo. I don't say that lightly or casually. Mr. Rooney has told me this. They will come. They just don't know when. They don't control that. But the NFL and the Steelers are on the same page about this. The Steelers will play a game in Mexico City, in Azteca Stadium, once the people at Azteca Stadium get their stuff together as it relates to the quality 
of their field. Dan says, uh, brilliant response on the Mendenhall fumble. I think it was brilliant. I don't think anything about this show is brilliant. Damon wants to know Mike Sullivan or Matt Canada. Hey, look, Mike Sullivan's having a rough enough. To- oh, you mean that Mike Sullivan? <laughs> I like them both. I respect them both. Uh, Sergio wants to know if I ever went to a live Steelers game back in the seventies. No, no. I mean, I was, I was a baby. I was really pretty young. Steeler nation for life says, do you think Jalen Warren has any chance of stealing the running back one position from Najee Harris? If he performs better this season? Um, no, 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 not at all. I, I don't think that for a split second. Uh, Najee is part of the heart and soul of this offense. One could make an argument that he is that, despite Kenny's outsized role in that offense, because Najee's the guy that's going to, he's going to do this. You know, he's going to make it go. He's going to make it go, and he does not fumble the ball. Okay, speaking of fumbles, uh, that is something that this head coach values like nothing else. Nathan says, DK, how easy is it for linemen to switch from left to right or vice versa? They will tell you, and their answer to this almost every time is not as easy as you'd think. There are, here's the way to think of it. There are, it'd be way better, obviously, having Ramon, since he actually did this, right guard, left guard. But there are moves that they develop. There are techniques that they develop. Just like the way you open a door, you reach with whatever hand is your dominant hand. You don't even think about it. I'm right-handed. I would never put my left hand forward to pull open a door. So you have to almost retrain your brain on how you're reacting. And guess what? In the NFL, you don't have time. You don't have time to get it wrong or time to even process the thought. Ed says Najee is going to have 1,500 yards rushing this year. I think he should. You know, I, I don't see any reason... Why, why he shouldn't? Uh, Al asks how my relationship came about to do a show. Where were you, Al? We already answered this one today. Come on, Al. If you showed up late, you don't get fruit cup. Is that the line? Those who are late do not get fruit cup? Let's see what else we got today. Will we miss Brian Flores is a, is a good way to end here. The answer to that is yes. Because of the various components that he brought. Uh, Mike Tomlin actually brought this up out in Phoenix, and I like the way he did it. He said, we were able to utilize him in a way that no replacement could possibly contribute because his technical position has been replaced, Okay, the inside linebackers. But when you hear from Kenny Pickett saying that Brian Flores was in the room with him multiple times just just focusing on two-minute drills and how the defense doesn't want to be attacked on a two-minute drill. What is the best way to read certain routes? What's the best way to capitalize on the defense having its back against the wall? You can't manufacture that. You can't recreate that. Uh, He's bringing you, Flores, in that context, he's bringing it to your quarterback, something that he can't get somewhere else. And Tomlin said he had and has everything that you'd want in an NFL head coach. So he could go from room to room. And it is to Tomlin's inestimable credit that he brought this person on staff, not just for the obvious, uh, you know, the obvious NFL situation with the lawsuit and the racial components and everything else to it, 
Uh, I respect Tomlin for that as well. But to bring him in, you want to talk about having job security in yourself and say, hey, listen, you can just basically go wherever it is that you want. All I want from you, as long as you're with the Pittsburgh Steelers, is to help us win football games. That's, I am telling you, I've covered a lot of head coaches and a lot of managers in all three sports, and I have not seen uh, a whole lot of that here. Last one today. Oh, it's a good one. Captain Spartan wants to know how, how quickly I could tell that Artie Burns or Jarvis Jones wasn't going to work out. I, I held out hope uh, for both of them, uh, in part because I like both of them. And Artie in particular, Artie would have these spells. Everyone forgets this now, but Artie had spells where you would go, oh, hey, that was a pretty good play. Maybe there's something there. Jarvis, he would just get swallowed up. You wouldn't even see him. Do you remember Jarvis versus Andrew Whitworth? I mean, it was just like Andrew Whitworth was like the Milky Way galaxy, just <laughs> over Jarvis. And you didn't even see 95 for the rest of the game. But I pulled, I, I told you guys many times, I love Jarvis. Anyway, I, I love you guys as well. I love Moan. I hope he comes back soon because this show is the Ramon Foster show, and it doesn't really work, as you just saw, without Ramon Foster, right? So follow the instructions down there at the bottom that my wife just put up. It says, please, subscribe to the channel. Do you know what that means? Go to the YouTube channel that's called DK Pittsburgh Sports slash Steelers and just hit the subscribe button. It makes It's right under the actual video. You can see it there. Can you see? Are you looking at it? Okay, that right there. Hit that button. We're going to try to get 100 of them today. You can do that. All right, guys. Uh, we will do this again tomorrow, and we will do it with Moan, I think. We'll find out. Let me find the outro music here. See, I can do this kind of stuff when Ramon's talking, and you guys think, whoa, this show is really slickly produced. But now I got to actually push, push the button myself. <laughs>